to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 359 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your sweaty, humid fix of podcast goodness. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that's just me, is it? <laughs> Any second, uh, any second now, I'll cool down. Ah, uh, yeah. I um, I I, I wasn't going to tell the story because I'd sort of forgotten about it, but I'm, I'll mention it now. No, no, too late now. I yeah. So I um, I went to LinkedIn Live. Um, so it's like a networking event for LinkedIn people. And oh, was it in person? Yeah, in person. And it oh, was. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that the at, one that um that dude runs? Yeah, Daniel Hopper. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. So I've been to one probably. It was probably pre-COVID the last one I went to. It was quite a while keep, ago. Anyway, I keep meaning to go to one just to see what it's like one day, but uh, I just forget. It's all right. So it's at Innovation Park, right? Which is yeah. a about fifteen, maybe twenty minute walk from my place. And so I'm like, okay, it's the evening. It was start five thirty. It was overcast, so I mean, it was a bit hot, but it wasn't hot, hot. Um, so I thought, all right, I'll I'll, I'll walk over. Because I'm, I'm going to have a beer yeah, too. Yeah, this already I sounds bad. Home. Yeah, so I have my shirt on and, and trousers and stuff, looking nice. And I walk out, and I'm supposed to go up a Rukura Road, but it's all blocked off. What oh, I didn't realise yeah. is that it's blocked off for pedestrians too. You can't walk that way. So I ended up doing this huge detour thing that took me like an hour to get. Yeah. Well, not an hour, but. A little longer than I expected. And I get there and I'm sort of okay. And then as soon as I stop moving and there's no air conditioning in this place, I'm just sweating. And yeah. my and my shirts are all wet. And I'm like, yeah, networking. Yeah, meet me. I'm the sweaty one. You'll remember the sweaty one. <laughs> Did anyone talk to you? Yeah. I, I, you? I met a couple of people. It was good. I yeah. I, it was all right. It was uh, it was okay. So uh yeah. Uh, how to be memorable? Yeah, that's right. Uh, which I, I honestly haven't got any. I think I've got one story today, but I've got a few things that happened with me, so we'll, we'll see how we go. What, what, what happened? No, no, you should start with that. Oh, I've got a few. I've got a few. Uh, let's start with um, my um, what do you call it? My freedom march encounter. Yes, I thought that's what you're going to talk about. It sounded like you had something. Well, <laughs> so did you know about that? I, I didn't know about it. I, I was in town. What did I do? I hadn't got to. No. I was, I was in town for something. I can't remember. Anyway, I was walking around. I think I was, yeah, I, I was doing some pre-shopping for something I bought myself for Christmas, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But And so I'd been walking around, walking around, and then I, I was thought, right, time to walk home. And I'm walking down Victoria Street and there's a cop car in the middle of Victoria Street with its lights on, yeah. you know, uh, just by the, the Claudelands Bridge. So anyone going um, down towards their old place had to turn across the Claudelands Bridge. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's happening yeah. down here? And there's a march on and it's the whole freedom. Um, you joined in, didn't you? No. no. I, I got my mask on because I'd just oh. come out of yeah, – yeah. um, uh, centre place and I just I was going to leave it on so I got down to the end of the you know busy part of town and then whip it off and walk the rest of the way home so they're, they're walking up the stream we want what do we want freedom when do we want it now what do we want freedom when do we want it now they really need to get better 
Oh, that's just uh, idiots. The other one was um, uh, t- uh, stuff your vaccination. This is not our nation. Oh, sounds terrible. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, there was a lot of people. So I, I, I paused on the the um, the footpath and and I got a big grin on my face, which you can't see because yeah, yeah, on. yeah. That's, that's the downside with the mask thing. Yeah, and I'm just sort of laughing at them. And this guy comes over to me and he hasn't got a mask on, and he, he he's probably similar age to me, a bit shorter. Oh, yeah. and stuff. But you haven't seen this guy before. Never seen him. Okay. And he goes, "Do you know what would stop this? Do you know what would fix this?" And you're and like, I said tell to, me." And I said to him. Yeah, if everybody got vaccinated, it wouldn't be a problem, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus, that would have set him off. <laughs> he did his, like a double take and he goes, what, what, no, 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 you've got to stop complying. If you go into a, into, a, um, into a store and they tell you to wear a mask, just don't comply. And I, I was in a pretty good mood and I, and I didn't want to wind him up. I didn't really want to wind him up, but I honestly got really emotional about that at that moment. Like yeah. it got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's because I've worked in bars. I've worked in uh, retail. Yeah. Those yeah. poor bastards in, that are working there. I when, know. They've got to deal with that. They've got crap. to deal with that. Like that's just wrong. So I, I, I yeah, I, it, I got this visceral reaction, which I didn't expect from myself. And I turned around and went, no, you know what that does? All that does is show that you're a dickhead. And uh, then I walked off because I, I didn't trust myself. And I no, just no, turned yeah, around yeah. and walked off. All that does is show that you're a dickhead. And then walked off because I just couldn't trust myself to to engage any further with it. Wow, but I was actually I mean, quite surprised that I got so um, worked up about it, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, was, that was my Freedom March oh. uh, encounter. What have you done this week? Oh, I got a little bit uh, worked up. I'm not worked up. Angry, annoyed. I'm dealing with these potato people. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- so for, for the world, did we world talk about this? I'm not sure. You did. We did. We did. So why? So to recap, if you've just joined us, a Waikato couple have grown this giant potato-looking thing. Somehow managed to get world-level press and got into like New Zealand Gardening magazine, like the latest issue, really fast. Like it got. It must have been a super slow news week. Which I've been there. I've done it. Like. I get it, but they're everywhere. Like, I was really surprised, so that was okay. They submitted to Guinness World Records. Guinness World Records said, is there anybody in New Zealand that's doing the giant vegetable thing? The GPC had said, no, but there's this guy, Sam. Talked to him, so they spoke to me. I spoke to the CEO of Potatoes NZ, and he was, like, blown away. He, A, he didn't realize there was this giant vegetable-growing community in the other parts of the world. Uh, which is okay, but <laughs> yeah, fair you think enough. You, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. You think you might know, but whatever. And he said, "Well, we can grow potatoes the size of a rugby ball. That size doesn't sound amazing to us." So I'm like, "Oh, okay." He got pretty excited about the whole story. Whatever you want, we've got the technical expertise. We can do this. We can do that. Not a problem. But um, yep, that's good. And then I never heard from anyone. So I sent an email to their website. And said, I spoke to the CEO. This is what I want. You know, let me know. 
They came back and said, oh, we got to wait until your, our marketing comms person comes back next week, which is this week. And I'm like, okay. So this woman gets copied in on an email that I sort of said, sent, or that they sent internally, but my name's mentioned, and it sort of said, this is what they want. So she replies, I have no idea what this is about. I just know it was all in the media and nobody came to talk to us. What do you want us to do? This is the tone of the email, the way I read it. So I said, this is what's happened. I gave a little blurb about the situation, why I'm involved and what I want. I don't understand what you want us to do. Do we need to find out if this is a potato? Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I wrote back. I'm like, yes. Like I couldn't be more clearer if I tried. (laughs) So then she came back yesterday and she goes, oh, yeah. Oh, I suppose I suppose I should just talk to our technical supervisor or something. And I'm like, literally, why the CEO couldn't give me the number of their technical advisor, or I should have, in theory, I in, in hindsight, I should have just tracked this dude down and contacted him directly. Yeah. Because I think the technical supervisor would have been all over it. We would have been fine. So anyway, she goes, I'm going to talk to this guy. Then I get an email back here late last night. Oh. Yeah, nah, for us to do a DNA test to find out if it's a potato, we have to send it to um, Scotland. Are you kidding me? No. So they've told the growers that. I've copied in Guinness World Records and said, apparently this is what needs to happen. Oh, because just before that, she was like, oh, well, you probably just need to get it tested at Hills then. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to explain this to you in the simplest way possible. Uh, I think. So, seems- I mean, there's a chain of custody thing, right? So first of all, you've got to take a core sample of it. I, I'm assuming, like, yeah, take, yeah, take and, a and, assume- and, and and keep that chain so that everybody knows this is the actual big tuber thing. Yeah, that's exactly. Grown. Exactly. Um, yeah, it it's not simple. No, it's not. I'm not 100 percent invested in this because whatever. It shows again the Kiwi she'll be right attitude compared to these world standards held everywhere else in the world, but it's only important in those circles in other parts of the world. Like, you know, and I get it. Like, it's the same as if we grew the world's biggest pumpkin in the world. Like I've always said, like, that would cause some big problems because everybody would lose their mind over it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's what what happened to me this week. Okay, cool. Um, Yeah, well, I... I started a. I decided to go back onto like the the fitness kick. Mm, yeah. So I've started like a ninety day challenge. So I'm going to the gym every day. Is that uh, is the challenge days. just a self imposed thing for you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh just yeah, me. it was just me. Um, yeah. So I'm not fussed too much about diet, although I've cut down my portion sizes. All right. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to get anal about it. You know, uh, yeah. at this point. I might later yeah. on, who knows? But at the moment, it's just like getting into the habit of doing the exercise. Yeah, yeah. So as part of that, I I, I did um, I did some more work with Impact Hub, and I got paid by them, which was great. Nice. So I spent some money on my early Christmas present to myself. A blow-up doll. Yes, it's great for fitness. Um, the sweat, though. Jeez, the rivulets of sweat when you slap take, the side of that it, doll. Yeah, it does take uh, a while to wipe it up. <laughs> Now, what did no, you actually get? I, I got a bike, a bicycle. Now, this is the first bicycle I've had since I was a kid. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's just, I just want to state, 
Isn't it like the one thing that you absolutely hate to do at the gym? I hate cycling. I I hate it. I really hate it. I I just wanted to clarify that because in my back of my memory, I was like, I'm pretty certain he hates the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. And and it's scary too because like I've ridden a motorbike for years. Yeah. That feels solid. Mm. A bicycle feels so flimsy. Yeah, yeah, true. So flimsy. Anyway, so I bought a bicycle. So I went to Kmart. What do I do? I went to the gym. I walked to the gym from here. Uh, went to Kmart. I'd already sussed out what I wanted from uh, the previous day when I oh, went yeah. to the march and stuff, or two days previous. Yeah. And because I went to like the warehouse and Kmart and a couple of bike shops and just had a look. Yeah. I think Kmart seemed okay. It was an 18 speed, quote unquote, 18 speed. Yeah. You pay an extra eight, $19 and they assemble it, right? Yeah. yeah. So pre assembled one. Is this the 700C commuter bike that I'm looking at? No, it's called a Fusion. Oh, okay. Uh, MT sixty six, and it's yeah, but it's the, there's about four of them that sort of seem the same. Oh, it's, okay. It, it, it's sort of a slate grey with orange bits on it, you know, orange writing. Yeah. Anyway, so it looks good, and it yeah, it, it rides okay. So I, anyway, I turn up there, go to the gym. Some money come into my bank account, so I go to the gym, go over to Kmart. All right, I'm buying that bike, uh, a lock, and a helmet. Yeah. Um, there's a key point for you. If you're going to go to Kmart and buy stuff that you want to ride out uh, or walk out with, um, yeah. maybe take some nail clippers or scissors with you to uh, cut off the tags that are on there because their helmet had a tag that hangs <laughs> over your face. Yeah, don't worry about that. And I'm that. like, as I'm going, I'm, I'm like, can you, have you got scissors? Because I didn't bring anything. I just yeah, no. why would you? Even, yeah, and I walk, so I didn't have my car keys and all my implements were on my car keys. I could have probably done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and she goes, oh, no, we'll have to go and get some scissors. My God, I didn't think that would be a mission. No. I thought people yeah. in retail, like that sort of thing, like we do at Gilmore's, everybody's walking around with a, a, a knife in their pocket, you know, like a um, yeah, no, box no, cutter. Probably not. But, no, nobody had anything. It took a while. Anyway, got that. That's cool. Uh, rode home. That was exciting because, um, like I said, I hate bicycles and I don't. And you know haven't been on one for a while. Yeah, and um, yeah, How was that? Uh, but it turns out I'm pretty sure they assembled it, but they haven't like properly Fight set it nice. up. So I think my 18 gears are at most 12, but probably eight because the derailers don't work right. So I think the first oh, that's, one has three, so I've only got two of those Well, no, three. no, no, that's weird because, uh, like, to assemble a bike, usually you'd probably put the handlebars on and the two wheels. Like, everything else is sort of already stuck together, usually, even oh, okay. when those kit set ones. Yeah, well, it, it may be, but it's just not adjusted right, I don't think. So I'm going to have to get into some YouTube. So today... I mm. rode from here to the gym. Oh, yeah, how was that? Did, yeah, I did a, a 20 minutes on the treadmill, rode home and had a shower. So it was pretty cool. It's 25 minutes each way. So the goal is I'll be going forward. When I go to Gilmore's, it'll be 25 minutes to the gym, do my workout, do my one-hour um, session, have a shower yeah. there, and uh, ride ride to Gilmore's. And then Jesus, that ride to it. Gilmore's is a bit long, though, isn't it? It's just up to Rapa Drive, really, you know. Have you mapped it? I've walked it before, but it takes ages to walk it, so it should be a lot easier with uh, riding it. 
I'm looking at it now. Talk about something else while I figure this out. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how, um, well, put it this way. I've already used this more than I used the kayak. <laughs> so are, you, are you still going to keep the kayak? I've still got the kayak. I, I'm still planning on using it at some point. Um, I, I've never put it on the um, on the riff rack yet. So, you know, <laughs> it's that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Google reckons it's about twenty-five minutes, right? Yeah, to get from Les Mills to your work. Yeah, I th- I, I figured it was pretty much halfway between. Uh, if you yeah, no, I that. thought it would be a bit longer, but that's good. Yeah. So yeah, so just be cool. careful of people opening car doors and shit like that. Oh yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I am a bit paranoid on it because the other thing I didn't realize is you know without um proper rear like you've got big mirrors on a motorbike, you can see yeah. what's coming up behind you. It's really yeah. hard to see on a bicycle. And when you start looking, you start turning into the traffic. Like, oh, no. You should get one of those mirrors that go on your handlebars. I oh. am thinking of, there's a whole bunch of things I will end oh, up. Oh, look. Guess who sells them? Who? Kmart. They're $2. Was $4. Oh, I, I saw one, actually. I, yeah, I didn't look at it properly because I didn't think it was that important. Now I'm starting to reassess that, that uh, idea. Or but you yeah. can get one of those ones that mounts on your helmet. So it's always there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's the other option. Oh, it sounds exciting. So yeah, anyway, um, we'll see if um if I don't kill myself on a on a bicycle for the in in the next time. No, nah, you'll while. be fine. Diego rode everywhere. Yeah, that's true. Uh so that's that's big news for me anyway. Excellent. What 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 else have you got going on? Uh I've got nothing else going on here. Uh, but in random stories that I found. Yep. There was that woman that was breastfeeding a cat on a flight. I, I can't believe that. I haven't heard anything about it. I just saw it written there. So, yeah, tell me about that. What? So some, some screenshot went viral of some sort of pilot messaging system that suggested a passenger on a Delta Air flight to Atlanta began breastfeeding her cat and then refused to stop it despite the crew requesting her to do that. Is that um, a thing? Not that, well, everything's a thing, I suppose, but I've never heard of it before. The passenger in seat 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put the cat back in its carrier. Because America's got that thing where you can travel a lot of routes with just a random animal with you, eh? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or in a carrier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, no, so that was pretty weird. So that, oh, that is so weird. That is so I mean, there's weird. a photo here of someone with Daniel, the emotional support duck. Look at him. He's got little little boots on his little feet to protect them. Yeah, I I I did some work with Impact Hub, so they have a um, back to purpose uh, program. So it's like creating social enterprise businesses or nonprofits or whatever. And one of the people that they, they're doing a thing, uh, it's called Abide. Um, they're still putting it together, but basically, it's to help. It, it's a thing in the states, actually. It's like um, counselors for for people with pets, and it helps with pet issues. People have pet issues, like your cat dies or whatever. Your dog oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, like I'm that. with you. Um, I thought but, you were going to counsel the cat and go, no more scratching the couch or pissing in the corner. No, 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 um, no. It, it's for people, but um, you know, particularly elderly, you know, people. Yeah, like yeah. Um, you know, people. Yeah, um, and and. There, there, there's a wider array than, than just that, but that was what I was thinking about when I was uh, heard the pitch. So that sounds really good. It'd, it'd be quite interesting. 
Yeah, but nothing's as crazy as the States. I, I don't know if you heard about this story. If you are a cop yeah. and you're pulled, you're called in because there's a shoplifter um, who's refusing to uh, give up the goods and he's, he's leaving the store, and yeah. you arrive there and this sh- alleged shoplifter right. is motoring a- across the car park in his motorized scooter Almost a mobility scooter, but it's yeah, more yeah. a wheelchair, motorized wheelchair. Oh, yeah. um, what would you do to to stop him if he would not stop? Uh, would wow. you go? Would you go as far as like maybe getting up behind him and tipping him out? Probably not. I think that would be last resort. Like if he was stabby people. No, he he'd just been shoplifting and he wouldn't give up. And he's just like, no, no, I'm not going to stop at all. Well, yeah, okay. So, I'm guessing that's so, what happens. So, the, no, the American shot him nine times in the back and side. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I thought, I why didn't you gonna... just tip him out? <laughs> no, I thought that was the worst part of the story was they just tip him out. And I was like, oh, I don't no, know if I do no, that. They, nine oh, nine, okay. nine bullet holes in him. Oh, only shot nine. Shot him in the was... back and the side. He he was, he's running away from the cop in a motorized wheelchair. Oh, okay. And you no, shoot him. Cool. Nine times. Did he live? What? Did he live? No. <laughs> wow, case closed there, mate. Case closed. Oh, the US is absolutely freaking nuts, isn't it? But at least the pro, I'm sure he was pro-choice, um, pro-life, pro-life. Totally. I mean. You know, there's always those stories about people that accidentally fall on things and end up at their butt. <laughs> Quote, unquote, accidentally. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, what yeah about, I've, heard, I've heard those stories. What about an unexploded World War II mortar stuck well, up your rectum? That would be um, somewhat uh, sensitive to remove, wouldn't it? And I don't mean in terms of pain alone. Well, this happened in London, and uh, they had to go there on December, the start of December. Oh, oh actually. So this happened a year ago. Oh, and right. for some reason, this story only got posted two days ago. Okay. So I don't know. Hang on. He said he put it on the floor and then he slipped and fell on it. He had a private collection, of course, and it was a 57 millimeter shell, if you were wondering. How did it penetrate his pants and underwear? Exactly. It's, it's a mystery. The bomb squad <laughs> had to go. They confirmed it was not live and it was not a danger to the public and the hospital staff would, could then remove it from him. Uh, I don't know why this story's posted now. So they've put, I, I can't work out if they put the wrong date. They said Tuesday, December the 29th. Anyway, this happened within the last year. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Sticking with uh, England, this British man is one of the first people in the world to get a 3D printed eye. Yeah, that sounds interesting. So, you know, normally if you're missing an eye, they have they, there's those people that paint them by hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it takes them like uh, up to six weeks to do that, to develop the whole prosthetic eye. But now with 3D printing, they can actually scan the eye socket, get the exact size, um, copy the other eyeball exactly, and then print it uh, and have it cut in half. So it only takes them two so, to three weeks now. So the print. Sorry. I know what you're going to 3D printing me. is that they layer that. The, the color of the iris into the 3D printing with clear plastic. Yeah, that, is that how they do it? That's how I understand it because the right, new eye, right. the new eye looks even more realistic because apparently light can it looks like light can go into it. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's actually a 3D eye. Like it, it's not just, it's not like an eyeball with something painted on the top of it. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. So that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else they can do with 3D. I bet, you know what they could probably do? They could probably 3D, 3D print a non uh, explosive mortar shell that you could uh, do whatever you want with. <laughs> yeah, maybe even with a bit of string to help retrieve it. What did you reckon about that guy that laid off 900 people on that uh, Zoom call? I don't know anything about it. What oh, so uh, there's two there's two trains of thought, and I want to see I, what I've got to think. say, I, I, um, I have seen bugger all news. I've been so busy this week um, that oh, this I've seen is... bugger all news and stuff. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah that's tell right. me, tell me. Uh, so this guy from mortgagelenderbetter.com, the, the boss, the CEO, he's like, Hey, uh, if you're on this call, you're part of the unlucky group. Uh, you're being laid off. Sorry. Um, there's 900 of you. And <laughs> so uh, that upset a few people. He's, right. he's worth, uh, he, I think the dude's like a billionaire or something. Some people online said, look, the traditional way would have been like a meeting for every single person with one-on-one with an HR person. You know, he, he did it really efficiently is one way of thinking of it. Yeah, I- it's hard to say because you have to I'd be interested in seeing how he handled that call. Like, because I, I doubt he said it the way you just said it. Uh, no, um, apparently, no, apparently he did. Oh, really? That's yeah, apparently, how he said it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that yeah, catches yeah, no. the dick. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. If he if he couched it in better terms, good on him for fronting up and taking the brunt of it. You know what I mean? Rather than yeah. handing it off to the – because I reckon it would be easier to go get the HR people to do it. Um, yeah. He, he, he got about a minute into the call and just said, uh, yeah, if you're in this call, uh, you're getting laid off. Okay. Yeah, that's a bit of a dick move, I think. I mean, hey, we got- it's, it's not a I, – I, it's all in the way you do it. I don't think it's a bad idea to do it that way, um, but that sounds dick. Yeah. Did you see? Oh, you haven't seen anything. The little cube thing that the Chinese rover has spotted on the moon. No. Ah, oh, I'll send you a link. There's this. It it's found this thing in the uh, in the on the horizon in the distance, and they don't know. Um, we're just all assuming it's a rock, right? That just happens to look like a little shack. Anyway, this rover is. It's only eighty meters away from the rover, but the rover's going to take like three months to get there three because. Months. Yeah, because it has solar blackouts because it's the dark right, side of the moon. Right, 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 right. Yeah, um, but they found this thing. But have a look at it, and they're just like, mm, should just be a rock. But imagine if that wasn't. They turn up, and it's just like a little shack or something. They blow people's minds. It, well, hmm, it could be anything cast off, from, or could it be anything cast off from one of the previous... Oh, they seem to think that it's probably going to be a boulder that was cast off upon impact uh, from something. Huh. Yeah, because it looks quite square in that photo to be. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah, it's not a hump. That looks like it looks like a structure. It definitely does. Yeah, imagine that. It's like ancient civilizations just been there. That'd oh, that'd blow so many minds. It'd be freaking awesome. Pretty much. Oh, uh, what's this Jamaican government uh, campaign? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I only learned about that today. So they are launching the Good Ganja Sense campaign in a bid to legitimize and promote the Caribbean nation's growing medical weed industry. Uh, They've got Jingle includes lyrics about how ganja can boost lives. 
by contributing to the economy through entrepreneurship, farming, and scientific research. Has, so it, got just, a, has it got a bad rep over there? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure that out. Uh, so they legalized medical cannabis in 2015, decriminalized possessions of personal amounts under two ounces, and expunged minor convictions for possessing. So up until that point, yeah, it was pretty sort of illegal. They want to change the discourse on it, um, examine more traditional uses of cannabis, uh, make sure they incorporate it, all sorts of stuff into the people and industry. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Look okay. at that. Time, time flies when we're talking about Chris's bike. <laughs> I might have to get you a photo of that. And I bought this big armored lock, and now I feel really silly about it because I looked it up at the gym this morning, and all these other bikes about ratty as mine, um, they got little chains, and I've got this huge armored chain. I mean, it only cost me 15 bucks, so I'm not like, oh, yeah. No. Okay. But um, it looks like total overkill. <laughs> oh, it'd be fine. Yeah, I no, mean, I think fine. if someone wants to take it, they'll still take it. Or they'll, or they'll just take your wheels or something. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and work out how to uh, fine tune this derailleur. Although it seems like everybody that's got a bike that I've said, oh, I go do the derailleur. They're like, you should go to this mechanic. You should go to this mechanic. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I, I. I could barely afford the bike. I'm not going yeah, to afford yeah. a mechanic now. Oh, no, because the bike, the, 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 their cost will be more than the bike. Probably. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not happening. YouTube. Dr. YouTube. YouTube University. Yeah, absolutely. Very good. All right. Well, um, yep. Have a good week. Um, what's happening? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, we don't know what's coming up. Uh, we might have a break in the nearer Christmas. But we have a pre-recorded backup episode that we'll use. It's ruining the illusion. We do we do have a backup generic episode, which you will uh yeah, it's great. I, I um, don't think I don't think it's a bad thing to let them know that the reason that some of those stories uh might no be a one, little older but no evergreen. one's gonna no one's gonna check up on our generic non doesn't matter. We pick those stories because they're almost evergreen. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we do have an episode. We'll uh, sort it all out. Uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.